0: show the ways to hollywood hollywood. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya.
1: And I'm Georgia.
0: And guys, before we get started, we are experiencing some technical difficulties right now. You know, it wouldn't be a How Betty Davis Saved My Life show Unless there was some tech gremlins porning in on our action. So just bear with us. Um, but we are always so excited to be with you. Um, shout out to some of our newer listeners. Thank you for all the Facebook love you've been giving us. Um, one lady, she found uh, our Gone With The Wind podcast, Georgia. I forgot to share this with you. And she was like, oh, guys, I just found your podcast and I really enjoy uh what you doing so thank you thank you so much and everybody else and shout out to all of facebook groups um we just joined forbidden hollywood is a uh it is a page dedicated to all things pre-code so check so if you're a movie enthusiast especially pre-code check out forbidden hollywood shout out to marco place his page and uh Let's see, the Myrna Lloyds and uh, William Powell. Just too many. I don't want to mix them up. Silver Screen, Oasis, and uh, I mean, we just got a lot. So if you go on our Facebook page, it may, you know, uh, send you to other Facebook pages. But thank you to all the groups that allowed us to join. And we appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we're on most of, the, I don't know what you're listening to us on, but we're on other most platforms. So check us out, guys. We appreciate it. And you can always get in touch with us on um, at on um, fa- our Facebook page of the same name, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. So Georgia, Georgia my, Georgia Maya. So I'm gonna give you an extra country name. <laughs> Georgia my. <laughs> and, and I'm a As Georgia and right. Right. Southern enough. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> because so we're trying to hint at today's movie and, and on our page we always have a uh our coming attractions little placard if you will um so some of you already know that one of our movies is set in in the the southiest of the south of America uh the fictional town of Sparta Mississippi and so some of you probably already know but Georgia what is today's movie in the heat of the night That's right. In the heat of the night, starring none other than Mr. Poitier. R.I.P. Sidney Poitier. We just recently lost him. And uh, Mr. Ross Steiger, two powerhouse actors, two um, Best Actor Academy Award winners. Sidney won his first, The of the Field. And Ross Steiger won for this portrayal of uh, Chief Gillespie, right, Georgia? He sure did. So, Georgia, tell us about... This movie. So, guys, but you know, before Georgia hips you, um, you know, we're most of us know uh, in the heat of night from the T, the very successful TV show of the same name that was set, you know, later on, like in the 80s. um, You know, they kind of restarted it, but had it set in the 80s um, with the same main characters, Virgil and Chief Chief Gillespie, played by Carol O'Connor, and then. Oh gosh, his name just I just had his name. Uh who played virgin I am so sorry. I'm blanking out. But uh it'll come to me. Um, because both of them wonderful. Actors. Of course, we know Carol Khan from Archie Bunker. And girl, I'm gonna have to look this man's name up because it's killing me. I almost said a G whiz Um, but anyway, we and he's a wonderful actor um as as well, but in a lot of movies. But yes, so this was an actual movie. Here night was an actual movie first. So Georgia, tell us about this just it just is a masterpiece, isn't it? It is.
1: It's a masterpiece it's also a master class in acting. Yes. yes. I wanted to talk about the time in America when this this movie was made it was actually made in 1967 and this is a time of great racial tension in America the civil rights movement um was still going on uh, they had just recently passed the civil rights act in 1964 the voting rights act was passed soon after that however this is a time where we had a lot of um protests marches riots taking place um in fact the uh, um, Academy Award ceremony where this movie was recognized in 1968 had to be postponed or delayed due to the assassination of Martin Luther King. Oh, so, man. if yes, so if people look at this movie now through a modern lens, they're going to wonder, like, why, you know, why did this movie have this atmosphere? Mm-hmm. And the reason was because it was portraying how racial relations were at the time and so that's why it has this atmosphere of of, uh racial tension all throughout the movie that's the reason why i mean it's just capturing what was going on in america at the time so i just wanted to set this up before i go into the actual plot of the movie um the movie first starts out with and i don't want to have any spoilers Mm -hmm. so i'll be you know, I, I really want you to see the movie. It's a must-see movie, and it's a classic, and we're going to go into all the reasons why that it is. But it starts out with um, the murder of a very wealthy businessman who wants to build a factory there in Sparta, Mississippi. And Poitier's character's name is Virgil Tibbs. And there's a very famous line about yes. his name. But anyway, he is first accused of the murder. He's wrongfully accused in... And he's a black man wearing a tailored suit, which these people haven't seen. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and so, and he has, and he has the money on him. And so, oh, (laughs) of course. And so he's arrested for being black. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Mm -hmm. so they find out that he is actually the leading homicide detective in Philadelphia. Right. And then they end up asking his help to help solve the murder of the prominent citizen in their city. And as he investigates and he closes in on who the actual perpetrator is of this crime, um, you see a relationship developing here with Rod Steiger, who plays the police chief. Uh, um, His name's uh, Bob Gillespie. And... And he tries to um, prevent Tibbs from becoming the next, next Marvel victim. So, I mean, <laughs> there's so much going on in yes. this movie. I mean, yes. it's, it, but you see how Tibbs deals with these obstacles and dangers. You see him doing that. And, and it's an amazing acting performance from him. In fact, Sydney Poitier often said this movie, out of all of his roles, was his favorite one. Mm,
0: I can believe that.
1: And this was a year. This was a year when Sidney Poitier in 1967 did three big movies. He did. Um, let's see. Uh, he did. Uh, Jesse coming to dinner. He also did To Sir with Love. And of course, he did in the heat of the night. So he had those mm. three big movies that all came out. He could have just year.
0: retired right there. So his... because those were so iconic, and they're, they they are timeless. He if he did never did another movie, I'm glad he did. He he had his contribution was made. You know,
1: it was indeed yes. Uh, and you know his loss is really felt right now. You know because mm-hmm. he was not only. So many people consider him the very best of all black actors, but I think he's just one of the best of all actors.
0: Yes. yes Period. I yes. mean, of all.
1: I mean, that was, right. that's how good he was. And so I, when you watch this movie, I want you to see, okay, well, first of all, Poitier and Steiger were real life friends. And so <laughs> they- carefully worked out this interplay of their two characters and the result is a very dazzling dramatic collaboration between them it's fascinating to watch them convey the nuances of their roles mm-hmm. and like i said before it is a master class acting so poitier starts from a position of power and he maintains it throughout the movie mm-hmm. um Sager starts from a secondary position and he steadily builds cast on the audience mm-hmm. the relationship is very subtle and believable and they actually ad-lib there's a scene mm. where they go to Stiger's the place where he lives yeah and they let them kind of have a free uh conversation there and mm-hmm. so so much of that was not scripted wow. and they kept that in there
0: so it you see perfect. a very
1: natural kind of a, a it's amazing it's actually amazing what they did what they're able to accomplish in this movie. It, and and um, so, um, you know, one of the things I have to say about this movie when I was w- watching it is I thought, did you notice how uh, Virgil Tibbs, in his suit, he, he's wearing this suit the whole time. You guys look so cool and comfortable. Right. But while the local white southerners, they're sweating and they're wearing short sleeve shirts. <laughs> uh, look at this going, ah, I, I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, I, I noticed yeah. that. That's all I got to say. I don't. Yeah, like, as, like, I, I I, get the sentiment, but you know, you could, you could, there, there was a stereotype. They were playing to a stereotype. I get it. But I, I get what they were trying to convey. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the reasons that um, Rod Stocker was considered for the best actor Oscar was because you see him evolve because he's got these community expectations and then his own inner struggles that you see him dealing with. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the two characters were suspicious of each other, but they have to rely on each other. And Mm -hmm. so you have the, this clashing, but yet evolving relationship between the two men. And that's the driving force, which gives the movie its impact. It really is. Mm and, you know, in some ways, this movie reminds me a little bit of a movie that we reviewed earlier. Remember when we did Bad Day at Black Rock? Because it's about a yeah. man who's out to solve a murder and he runs up against the bitter hostility of an entire town. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is, it's kind of like Bad Day at Black Rock in some ways. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think
0: about that. But it is. It really is.
1: Um, You know, this movie is, I think, in some ways, kind of like making amends or writing a wrong for Rod Steiger, because he was such a powerhouse mm-hmm. performance in The Pawn And was.
0: that was That's such right. an amazing
1: uh, piece of acting. And so I was wondering if when they gave him the category Award for this Actor, maybe it wasn't. To kind of make up for him not being it for the pawnbroker, but I mean, it, this is a standalone great performance, and he does deserve a Best Actor mm-hmm. Oscar.
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I could see where you could go with that. He, he this you, I, I, in in the vein of this should have been his second Oscar, you know.
1: I think so too, but you know, not taking anything away from Sydney Poitier because you know his role is he just really epitomizes this dignity and grace while all the while he comes up against this horrific, uh, racism. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and and the the people in this movie, I mean, they have to look up to him because they know that they are out of their league and trying to catch this person who committed the murder. And it is somewhat of a time capsule of a movie. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't know was when this movie was filmed uh, in, as far to Illinois, um, Poitier actually insisted that the movie be filmed in the north due to a horrible experience that he had. He and Harry Belafonte were actually traveling uh, in the south, and they were almost killed by the Klan because mm. they were riding in a car and they kept getting bumped again and again from behind during mm. a visit to Mississippi. And so that was why only part of the movie was filmed in the South in Tennessee for the outdoor scenes, like at the cotton plantation, mm-hmm. uh, because there's no similar locations like that in Illinois. Yeah. But um, he, he he did receive some racist threats while he was there, causing the filming to be cut short. And so they had mm-hmm. to return back to Illinois. And a lot of people don't know that. But I mean, this is real. The, mm. the racism experienced in this movie was actually a real, real thing. Right. Um, wow. Well... Yeah, I know. I know, And you know, in some ways, I think of this as the little movie that could. Because mm-hmm. during this year, the competition was so keen. The other movies that were nominated were, besides Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, was Cool Hand Luke, mm-hmm. The Dirty Dozen, Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. The Graduate, and Cold Blood, and Dr. Doolittle. And this oh, movie, really? this movie made best picture out of all those big big movies that came out in that year pretty amazing isn't it i
0: I cannot believe it had remember when movies (laughs) were like that georgia compared to now the oscars girl like the oscars come and go and i was like "The, the oscars they had the oscars you know and 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 everyone knew the movies the movies were iconic like all of those movies you just said, if I if I haven't seen all of them, I've seen most. There are scenes that you can just rattle off. There are scenes that are in the, uh, the words or in a lexicon. The scenes are, are in Americana, uh, in a zeitgeist, as we always say. Um, but today, I, I defy anyone from the last, from t- 10 years, maybe. I defy anyone... <laughs> To tell me anything about the best picture nominees, give me a quote. You know, uh, could you have a a a five to eight minute conversation? Those I think those well Hollywood is dead. Let's just be honest. And you know, there's a writer strike going on, and now they're saying so, saying soon to be a um an actor strike, and I don't know what the what in the world it must be like the little poor lower level actors striking for to get some more cheddar and you know right on you know more power to you because i'm like if you're the upper echelon the a-listers what in the world would you be striking for you better not tell me at millions of dollars a, a, a bump a picture you want more money you better rex ride out have several seats okay get get real
1: and, oh, speaking of which, uh, some trivia that I found out is uh, Poitier was paid uh, $200,000 for mm-hmm. his role in this movie, and mm-hmm. I think Rod Steiger was paid 100000
0: Okay. Yeah. So wow. it kind of keeps things
1: in perspective. You know? Yes.
0: Well, you know, Sidney much, was the uh, star. Was
1: paid, and... Yeah, well, he
0: was he the was bigger star. star. Yeah. yeah, top billing. Yeah, exactly. He
1: was, but that's what's so amazing about Sidney Poitier, because his name is, he got top billing. Billinger, he got his name right alongside other actors at the time, which really tells you about Mm -hmm. how big a powerhouse this man was in acting.
0: Yeah, and and We
1: had never seen anything like this before. That's another reason why this movie is so groundbreaking, but I'll go Mm -hmm. into some more of that in a minute.
0: No, to your point, because you just, and he just wasn't a black actor, like, like he said and you said. He just wasn't a black man, just, okay, oh, hey, check this box, we need a black dude, especially then in Hollywood, I mean, you, you like I said, he was a unicorn almost, you will. He was a he was handsome, astute, uh, classy, and he was a leading man. But he delivered the goods. He made hits. So you know the almighty dollar rules. So he just couldn't be black. Like now they'll just put, oh, this person's black. We checking that box, or we're gonna check this box. But they don't deliver on the goods. They're, the acting is you know mediocre at best. And you're not a you're not a name, you're not iconic, but they will stick you in these iconic roles or these big roles and and it, it, that's why the movie's kind of flop, because so what? <laughs> you know, who are you? But back then, really all the actors, Georgia, because you know, this is the decline of the studio system. So this is kind of like on the last waves of this pretty much studio system is gone. So they couldn't, they didn't have the money. To prop people up and make you a star, they had to pick the best to get butts in the seats. And and Sidney Poitier was the best, one of the best of the best.
1: He was. And I was really studying him in this performance because you can, you know, his performances are usually always very restrained. However, you can see if you look at him, there is time when you can see his patience and his confidence yes. and he's struggling during this investigation. And then also you can see where he allows his his rage and his passion to come through only when needed, but he does that. So mm-hmm. he has some of his greatest screen moments in this movie. And mm-hmm. of course there is a very famous scene in it <laughs> mm-hmm. where I had to pause pause the, the movie for just a minute. I had to replay it over because I was kind of cheering <laughs> i, I so that's funny. what happened in stu- studio audiences across the country i think when the black moviegoers were watching a certain scene they started
0: cheering they did well it's the scene we can say yeah i mean let's let's talk about it. it's a scene <laughs> where he slaps back the white man slapped mr endicott one of the suspects for the murder uh Sydney and Gillespie Was uh, was Sydney, uh Mr. T- Virgil Tibbs and Chief Gillespie, they go over the question of a potential suspect. And, you know, Virgil Tibbs is in cop mode. He's he's his mind, he's still in Philadelphia doing his thing. You know, I am a cop, I'm not no black man, question no white man. And the white man start tripping, and I was like, most of that because for, first and foremost how dare you a black man question any white man, let alone me because I'm the big shot, the big cheese in this town then second of all, well, I don't want to give it away, but you know you know why you think I'm a suspect so he so there's a, a dichotomy of things going on there and yeah, so he so I, I hadn't seen this movie like forever so um seen it again in like forever. And so when he slaps, uh, Endicott, the white man slaps, uh, Virgil Tibbs, blam! It was, you, yeah, Those of you who are wrestling fans, y'all remember like the slaps, like <laughs> it's like Dusty Rhodes slaps Ric Flair. I'm old school wrestling, and it was like slap on, slap off, you know, like that. it was a, it was slap off. And so now Georgia, but in that scene, did you look at the butler? So played by none other than Jester Hairston, one of the most prolific. Uh, Negro spiritual songwriters, and he's an actor from way back in the day, like uh, the thirties and forties, Jester Harrison and from TVs, "A Man," and that's my mama. So, did you see his reaction to the the, the Butler? Yes, girl, I replayed that over and over. So this you my... you were cheering. I, I was crying. I was screaming, laughing here, cause he was like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> So, like when, when a man hit. Uh, he's when, like, Oh, no, we're gonna. Somebody's gonna get shot. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> <run?" Like, laughs> when a white the white man slapped. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, girl looked like sheer horror. Like, you'd have thought he had stabbed. So, like, when a white dude, when Endicott slapped t- Tibbs, just the hair of the butler, he's like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? And then when Sydney slaps him back. <laughs> he's like, whoa, like, <laughs> you have to see it because I'm, I'm putting it in today's language. But just that, but that acting, that's something you could have missed because we're all, and, and you're right, can you imagine the audiences back then? Of course they were cheering. But for the, the director said to, you know, because that, that could have been emotion totally overlooked. So if you did not see that scene and you don't know what we're talking about, go back and look at the butler's, reaction and then his reaction (laughs) when he's leaving because when he's walking out the door he's just he looks at the white man in the cot like shake his hand like bro like what what is wrong with you like that and and i'm like i wouldn't be surprised if that butler quit if he ain't quit that year uh, i mean if he ain't quit that next day he might have quit to say man f you i'm out i'm going to philadelphia by virgil tibbs (laughs) <laughs> oh we's free now we's yeah, free oh,
1: no. well you know yes exactly well you know this movie had such a meaningful impact in a lot of ways because yes you have a, a we, uh, we ha- as we have talked before you have a black lead actor who is scored at the box office at uh-huh. a time where this is just it's groundbreaking it hasn't happened it before right. and it's one of the first movies to depict a black character who who refuses to back down in the face of racism and also mm-hmm. the this is a movie which was made in color but the lighting was done to flatter a black mm. character skin and mm-hmm. it was the light because a lot of people don't realize if you have too strong a light it creates a glare on black skin mm-hmm and so they did special lighting mm. for uh, for our star of the movie here. They've, mm. they've done it in such a way, the way they shot the movie, the way they lighted it. This way you can see the nuances and his facial expressions, and it's a much more flattering way. You don't get all this glare off him. It's mm-hmm. just wonderful the way they did it. Perfect. So special props go to the cinematography. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that is also a part of another character in the movie, too, because the way they have yes. this town, yes. uh, many scenes take place at night and has a big, dangerous look and feel, it has yes. a very gritty, realistic feel to it and and so i have to also give props to the people who did the cinematography in addition to the way that they shot and lighted uh the main character here, it's, it's really um from this point on that's how they st- they started to do okay. movies with black characters they took oh, that wow. into account and from wow. this point on this is another reason why this movie is groundbreaking
0: you know george and i kept trying to think of other movies where the black man and a white man were equal and they were few and far between, but we did one of them, Breaking Point, with um Garfield, John Garfield, and um, almost yes. and and uh, almost I gotta look it up. Well,
1: Wano, Juan Wano Hernandez.
0: Hernandez. Thank you so much, and Juana Howard Hernandez. Rollins. That is another. That is the other star of. Yes, uh, Howard Rollins. Yeah, yeah. So um, but yeah. So in Breaking Point, the TV show in the here tonight. Yeah. Yes. Breaking Point. They were they they played equals, and and how were um, and how, Warner Hernandez almost played like a Jiminy Cricket to uh John Garfield's character. Um, another movie we did it, it it wasn't men, but it was still it was women when we did Babyface when Barbara Stanwyck's character and her um quote unquote May Chico that that was it was pre code. They were equals, even though Chico was like her maid or whatever. But she didn't treat her like they were friends. She was her best friend. So you know, you know, even though she was an employee, employer, but they were best best friends. Um, and and I'm I'm pretty uh, the defiant ones. Another Sydney Poitier oh, right. and and Tony Curtis, and like you said, Georgia. The movies had to start to change because America was changing with the advent of the civil rights movement and black people rising up saying we're not going to take this stuff anymore. Um, and I know we're running out of time. Um, go ahead and, and um, I want you to pick up where you left off and, and then I'll I'll jot in again with some other th- uh feelings about that.
1: Um. You know, if you look at the movie now, uh, since there's been so much progress, that has been made in mm-hmm. race relations. Um, th- it might seem a little bit heavy handed to some people, but it needed to be done that way because it was the 1960s. Yeah. Okay. So I just kind of want to explain this a little bit. Um, the, my If I have a slight criticism, I only have one small one. And that is, I don't like to see, okay, I, I have to admit, okay, I have Southern roots. <laughs> no surprise. Mm-hmm. With a name like Georgia and of course I do. <laughs> However, I don't like to see every southern character portrayed as somebody who is like backward, yes, and, yes. Because some of these people in the yeah. town, god, they were not only backward, but they were creepy and they were right. kind of like
0: Like inbred. I like... don't
1: know how else to describe it. yeah, yeah, like that. Now, yeah, like, not a whole. Southerners, please don't think that we're all like that, okay? Yeah, I right. totally agree with that because that's not how it was. Because You know, it and of course Sidney Poitier it makes everyone look bad because the man, my God, he's he's beautiful to look at. He's smart, right? He's urbane. He's sophist- He's sophisticated, sophisticated. You know, but I think the if I have to say, there's like a don't lose sight of the message here because yeah. I think the film is always going to be remembered as offering hope of racial harmony. Um, well, be, during a decade when there was, none,
0: right. but this
1: was a, one of the movies that was a catalyst and other yes. movies like Moya just pointed out other movies started to show people mm-hmm. on an equal footing.
0: Right. No, Georgia, and I'm glad you brought that out. I, I kind of alluded to that when we first started, you know, it it kind of got a little like heavy handed with that stereotypical Southerner. Um, and unfortunately people still view this, uh Southerners like that and you know this is absolutely ridiculous and everybody in the South uh was was not was not racist or part of a clan. Some people they felt differently but you had the weight of the world if you will against you. But we had a lot of that. But then they had a lot of Southerners who said, "You know, we're gonna join the Freedom rise. We're not gonna put up with this." You know, um, and like I said, because of the times, it was you stuck your neck out, you might get chopped off or, sh- or stretched out for you, black or white. So it was just a different time in America. And I, I am gonna get a little political here. D- you don't anyone try to tell me. Look at this movie, and tell me in t- twenty twenty three what is this uh what is that 56 66 years ago um my math y'all welcome it was 50 56 years ago 67 you're gonna tell me that the same type of stuff is going on that the that that literally the way Virgil Tibbs was treated that that is going on in America that is insane and don't be trying, don't, don't, don't come over here with that gaslighting. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in power, and there's a lot of money to be made to try to gaslight people to make you think we're still in those times. And the last thing I want to say, this is an indictment on uh, and I and I I hate to bring color in it, but but the black race. What has happened for, so there was a sequel to this movie is the sequel came out in 1970 called they call me mr tibbs it is nothing like in the heat of the night is you know not as good but it's it's great because it shows sydney he was he became an action star he's married at this point he has a child so you know it, go look at it just for none of that's a sequel you know but don't expect that he in the heat of the night it's totally different but what has happened to the image of the black man and just a short Amount of time. What has happened? He's gone from Virgil Tibbs, all those beautiful adjectives you just said—classy, astute, so- sophisticated—to now where it's a complete clown show. So between the sixties and the seventies, that's when you really start to see the decline of the black man's image. The black exploitation movies came about. So now you were pimps, drug dealers, criminals, and. Those who are Hollywood historians, you know, the black exploitation movies really helped save quote unquote Hollywood because the Hollywood system had failed. You know, a lot of these uh, studios were bankrupt and they kept black people just thirsty enough for more Virgil Tibbs that when they put these images, these ignorant images of black people and the women were hookers and all this kind of BS. And let me just say full disclosure, I love black exploitation movies. Cause I find them amusing. It's a guilty pleasure. It's hilarious to me. The pimps are dressed up and, and, and they were just portraying it. True enough, they were portraying, yeah, you know, that, that was a that was a culture. But if you're gonna show that part of black people, why can't why did we not have more Virgil Tibbs? Why did we not have more classy women? Images of black people. No, they did away with that, and we we'd spend two hours on here, but now fast forward to now. Where the image of the black man and the black woman, oh it's a clown, it's clown world and the black man ain't even a man no more. <laughs> so, so you know you know if you know what I mean. So it's just fascinating. I'm like when I was looking at Sydney, Georgia, it just it, it was heartbreaking. I'm like, what the hell happened? and I' and I'm glossing over a lot, but that's basically where we've landed now. Um, and I wish we could get back to that. I want to see, and I don't want him to just put a black man or a black woman in there just because I'm checking boxes, but let's put somebody iconic, somebody to be proud of what happened to, I'm black and I'm, you know, that that era, the James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud. And you had the Sidneys and the the Bill Cosbys and, and you know, a lot of people I'm leaving out to now where... Girl, everybody you from out of space. Like what the hell is this? <laughs> so that's that's what I want to add to that. George, I'll give you the last word.
1: Well, if you want to see a movie that has some real power and edge and emotion and uh is extremely well done it's excellent and a true classic then this is the movie for you uh and and I think even the murder itself part of it Mm -hmm. is still standalone good because it's it's a thriller in itself I mean it's uh, the only thing that I have to say is please be aware that this movie does have a strongness of the n-word and men referred to as boy, which is, I it's am it's awful to hear, but I just wanted to let you know, just be aware, you know, that that's in the movie. Trigger alert for y'all, snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. Snowflake trigger. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Get real. We say it was in the 60s, yes, your yes, dummies. Is. <laughs> if you you, and, and not our real audience. Real audience, they get it, but if anybody on here, oh my clutch the pearls, how dare it's in the 60s, (laughs) it's Mississippi, you idiot. That's right, it's Mississippi people. (laughs) Okay, well, I enjoyed it, and we saw it for free, you guys, on YouTube, so don't you pay the money for that, and um. By the time this airs, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, this will be July. Uh, TCM, if they haven't already showed it, they will they will be showing in the heat of the night. They have a salute to 70 stars, talking about Turner, Turner Classic movies, so we'll probably get to see more great black movies. And just, you know, 70s had some, the quirky, good movie, those those uh deep thought and weird movies that we love from the seventies, but you also have the Godfather and all those great movies as well. So TCM they're they're featuring those too. So check those out. And last thing, Georgia, what movie that's just the little movie that could a David and Goliath movie, what movie did you want to talk, say, mention, give it a shout out. We talked about it earlier. Family went to see it. What movie is that?
1: The sound of freedom.
0: Yes. You say your family went and they gave it two thumbs up and two toes up, right?
1: (laughs) They did. (laughs) I have never heard them more enthused about a movie, and uh, they were just telling me, on the way home, they're driving the car and went home and said, you have to see this movie. Tell everybody you know, you have to see this movie. (laughs) That's why I'm telling everybody here, please, 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 catch this movie, even Though it has had a very limited release, it's only in uh, maybe only a fifth of the movie theaters of all the regular releases and blockbusters. It has already skyrocketed to number one, and there's a reason why. So please, please, this movie was made even even though it was made five years ago, it couldn't get released, but it has been released now. And please, don't, don't listen to the naysayers. See it for yourself and judge. This is. M- this movie will leave an indelible impression on you. It's a movie with a message, a very strong message. and It's uh, about it's child, child trafficking
0: in in Colombia. Yes.
1: Yes. And it used to be gun tra- trafficking, drug trafficking, but did you know the number one trafficking that's taking place right now is child trafficking? It's
0: disgusting. It's, and, that's and, how horrific the
1: problem has
0: become. And like I was telling George, I, I was very heavy into the uh, anti-sex trafficking abolitionist movement several years ago and i'm, I'm still kind of on a periphery of it i've moved on and more into the um to another space of that um but yeah so the more aware there cannot be enough awareness and i agree with george don't listen to the naysayers them, those devil devil devils why would you not want to talk about this this needs to be talked about and for no other reason the movie stars jesus himself the lord is uh, the star of this movie. I'm kidding. It's Jim Caviezel played Jesus. <laughs> uh, Jim Caviezel played <laughs> Jesus in A Passion Out of the Christ. But for none other... Wouldn't you go see a movie starring Jesus? Who... who, who, who you couldn't miss that. Ooh. Look, I, I didn't even try to do that. That did that on the song. Well, look, if that's t- that means it's time for us to go. So, Georgia shocker we gonna put you on home girl you gotta wait your time like everybody else but guys we look we have fun <laughs> here on how betty davis saved my life what is our next movie georgia
1: ex-lady starring none other than betty davis
0: that's right pre code in the house y'all so we didn't went from jesus right back down to the gutter <laughs> is life such as life well how for how better david saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood i'm moya and yeah. i'm
1: georgia
0: you guys take care we have a blast with you we want to have another blast with you so come on back and see us all right shaka now now hey.